This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Good morning everyone and welcome back to another J-Rocks Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast. Here we are on episode number 54 titled Water, Water, Water. Or if you're probably from the south of England, Water, Water, Water. Um, so today we are talking about watering lawns and in every sort of dynamic of that sort of phrase, uh, so from doing it yourself domestically at your own lawn and how important it kind of is and then in the business sense of if you're getting clients to do it and that sort of thing. Before we jump into the podcast, I just want to remind you again that the number one best way that you can help me out here through this podcast, there's so many people that reach out week in, week out. Um reach out to me through direct messages, things like that. And, you know, either share the podcast, what I'm so grateful for, you know, across their social media channels, or they just have questions about, you know, whatever topic we've been talking about, or even non-related topics that I haven't covered. For example, there has been a few that's came through in the last sort of couple of weeks that have been topic suggestions while while talking on podcasts. So I do listen, you know, they, they are getting worked in. I think I mentioned it before that I don't exactly, personally, the way I run a podcast is I don't run, you know, a calendar of, you know, every week for the full 12 months and what I'm going to do when. Apologies. What I try and actually do is just see what the topics are at the time. And and this is sort of the reactive part and hence why this podcast is coming out late for those that listen very early Saturday morning is I try and wait until almost a week of unless it's an interview and see what everyone's talking about see what the problems are see what the weather's doing and then I try and base my podcast around that and real experiences because I think that's the part that comes really relatable but in doing so this week's just been super crazy um, to try and explain it we were as some of you may know we are planning on moving house we still kind of are so our home is up for sale at the moment which we have received an offer on. But what happened is we had an offer in on another house and sadly it went to a, a bid-by date and there's only two of us bidding for the house and we got outbidded. So, you know, we went a good chunk of money over the asking price, well, I'm not going to say the amount of, but basically the person that won was 50 grand over the, the asking price. Well, it's just crazy at the minute. It really shows how... The, the housing market is, and when I spoke about house um, raising your prices last week, this is kind of, you know, what I was on about. 
and I knew of this, but I hadn't experienced it till this point personally. And it just shows, you know, we're going into a bidding war and someone's able to pull out 50 grand over the asking price and put that down. And, you know, we were well above the asking price as well. And for us to be outbidded, it just shows that you cannot be charging sort of minimum amount of money for your services when, you know, the cost of living at the minute is so crazy. So anyway, because of all that going on, we never found out till yesterday when is, you know, is when I record podcasts 50% of the time. And I was just out late doing gardens and just haven't got around to doing it. So I was going to actually leave this till next week. But anyway, I found a bit of time to record it today. So that that's kind of where we are with it. And that's how I've been sort of pushed off with it. But the best way that you can support me in this is just by simply leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts, you know, that'll go to the rankings and it'll see that we're getting listened to. If you listen through Spotify, what a vast majority of you do listen through, then either subscribe to the to the podcast or if you can, like, or leave a review on, on any of these platforms, then it is really appreciated. So, water, water, water. The reason why I am talking about this is because it's very relevant. This week has been so warm. I know it's a bit different depending on where you are in the country and what you're doing and sort of where the location of your house is. You know, you might be in a, a tucked away, you know, cul-de-sac that's got trees surrounding and it's giving you a bit of shade and your lawns are doing absolutely fine. All well and good. But, you know, for the vast majority majority of mine, uh, they are pretty much open, kind of like my home lawn. Although we're in a cul-de-sac, it gets the sun from about, 9 30 in the morning in the front garden and that's there then until you know whenever the sun sets whatever time that may be what this means is that you're going to be facing problems with dehydration of the lawn okay short term so within the first week you're probably not going to notice much of a difference you know it's going to probably still hold out through everything if you have been watering in the past or if we've just had better weather in the past then it's going to hold out you're not going to see much of a drop but when it gets to sort of that two-week, three-week stage, and this is where the clients' lawns kind of normally drop in here, that's where you notice the the drop in aesthetics of the lawn. So, you know, that pleasing look that you'd see or the dark green blades, you know, they're going to start getting really lighter. You're going to see sort of very, very edges of pavements or, you know, if they've got blocked driveways, things like that, where the cement under that first three to four inches of of turf that's all going to start really heating up and what you're going to notice is that's going to go brown pretty quickly and then the rest of the lawn will kind of follow now luckily i say luckily we are a cool season climate here over than over in the uk so our lawns aren't that used to be in mid 25 degrees onwards so what that means is when we do get them temperatures, especially when we then experience heat waves of 30 plus, we really need to be on top of watering. Without doing this, you're going to see them effects. And this is where it sort of ties into your clients' lawns is that we can do everything we like. And I've got clients there that they've got, they've taken on fertilizer plans, they've got me cutting often enough, you know, all over it. So the lawn should look great. But then if they're not watering the lawns for the two weeks of between my visits it's going to start really suffering and there's one lawn in particular that was great last year more or less all the way through the year fantastic and they were all over the watering 
my only gripe with watering with clients, and some of you will probably notice it, is that they'll put a sprinkler out after you leave, and it'll be in the exact same position when you get back two weeks later, and it causes that bit of grass not to die off, but, you know, it goes brown because it's been suppressed for two weeks and not seen any sunlight. So, you know, this is what I'm coming into next with the education side of it. Anything like this where, you know, you're advising clients to water loans or you're leaving it completely on them to do so it's that education of how much they should be watering how often um you know sorry i how much they should actually be putting down roughly and how often so a good thing with this is that the way that you normally sort of plan it out is that you want at least an inch of rainfall forward slash water from the tap whatever it may be on your loan per week so you need to spread that out. The best way I kind of found to, to test that is a tuna can. A tuna can is round about an inch. If you are newly watering a lawn or you've got to uh, move your your sprinkler around several times throughout the garden, then stick a tuna can down with it. When that fills up for about an inch, like you'll you'll know. Obviously, you're not going to do that in a one So what I would say to do is stick that tuna can down when you water it on a Monday, see how long it takes to get to a third of that height, right? You know that's your watering for the day. I done that in the very beginning, found out it was around about 20 minutes to half an hour, sometimes less if no one else is using the taps. And what came from that is I then knew roughly just from a time limit how much to keep it at, you know, three times a week to hit that, you know, that full one inch. You can do it the same depending on how much... Now, that is just a guide. What I would say is this education with it, your clients are probably not going to go sticking the tuna cans outside. But what it is, it is a weapon for you to use, an educational weapon that you can hand to your client and saying, this is how you can find out more. This is how you can be more accurate if you choose to do so. Quite often what happens, and I do this now as well, so I'm not going to pretend to be perfect with it, is I'll stick the, the sprinkler out, turn the tap on, and I'll walk away. I'll make a brew, I'll watch some TV, and I'll blink and I'll go, ah, that's been 40 minutes, right? And I'll completely forget. And that is pretty normal, but it's more normal across those that don't care, and they'll leave it on, it'll be on for God knows how long. Now, there is certain cons to overwatering. You're probably not going to notice them if you do them once in a blue moon, but if you're doing it all the time, you're probably going to notice things like possibly a lack of growth, a bit less colour when you put down fertilising treatments in or your liquid treatments, whatever it may be, if you are over overwatering consistently, you're going to notice that you're going to dilute everything. You're also going to hold too much water in the soil. And if you've got things like drainage issues, you might have heavy clay, whatever it might be along them sort of regards, you might have dips in your lawn, that's going to hold and you're going to actually suffer. So there is a bit of a boundary to have between watering your lawn you know, sufficiently and watering your lawn too much. It's finding that that balance in the middle of that works for me for what I can do. This day and age, I say it like I've been around for 60 years, but at the moment, it is so easy to go out there and pick yourself up a sprinkler with a timer. Personally, I don't use one, but many clients that I've done renovations for that I've advised to get one, they use things like, um, you know, the it's a oscillate, oscillating sprinkler and it's got the timer actually on it so you'd set it to whatever it's going to be and you just leave the tap running 
it would go on for 15 minutes during that period at certain times of the day. You can also get the ones that plug into the wall right next to the, to, to the main outside tap and you can set the timers from there. So there is options that even if you are very, very busy, then you can still set these up and it's quite often what I'll recommend with clients because there's nothing worse than doing a renovation or putting in a lot of hard work to make a lawn look nice and then water what you could you could say is the easiest part of the whole process, watering the lawn, letting that job down or letting your, your lawn at home down just because of lack of time. Now, before I got a plug-in sprinkler, I would have to go out there and, you know, like many people do with the handguns, uh, sprinkler handles, I'd go out and you'd spend, you know, half an hour onwards watering your lawn because you can't water it all at once, you know, even longer. And especially if it's fresh from a renovation, you're spending ages doing it. You know, you're out there several times a day doing it. And, you know, it's easy to to you use up a lot of your own personal time to do that. And what happens when that mix happens? You get inconsistencies. So you'll drop down, you'll get bored, you'll get busy, and you just don't want to get it done. But that leaves the loan to suffer. So it's realizing that. So roughly, like I say, what you want is about an inch a week as a standard. So that's throughout more or less the whole season. Bearing in mind, natural rainfall is going to have some degree of play with that. If it is lashing it down all day, you obviously don't need to. You can take that into account. You can get a rain meter, whatever you want to do to check the levels of how much rainfall you've had. But especially through summer, it's something that you're going to have to be proactively doing. So I've just been out there this morning, uh, watered the front. What I do is I cut my lawns first, uh, especially if it's in the morning. I'll, I'll cut the lawns early in the morning. And when I've finished one lawn, I'll stick the sprinkler on straight away. And then roughly by the time I've finished cutting the other lawn, you know, it's time to change positions, change lawns with a sprinkler so that's how I kind of work it and I find that it's it's the best sort of time efficient way to do it and it just makes sure that it makes sure that I'm sort of on top of it I suppose and that's all that you can really ask to do there is a statistic that I try to run these for the UK and you know we just don't gather as, as much information so take this with a pinch of salt but there's a survey ran over in America of basically watering your lawn and it turns out that around about 67% don't water their lawns, like, at all. And, you know, bear in mind, they've got a lot more irrigations, a lot more popular over there, having, like, sprinkler setups and on timers, a lot more popular. But up to 67% don't do anything with it. They just let it go, you know. I suppose they're using warm seed, warm, uh, seed grasses, so with the blends, so it is a bit different. But still, I'm just saying, take it with a pinch of salt just to give you some stats there's around 4% that water it twice a day, which is probably like a keen homeowner that is, you know, looking after the grass and wanting to keep it well. This is something that I would definitely go for if it is, like today, it's very windy, it's very hot, very dry. So with a mixture between that wind and, and the sun beating down, your lawn is going to tend to, to suffer a bit more. Uh, around... 5.9% actually what surprises me waters every day, right? What can be a bit too much. I tend to go for this if it is completely roasting and you know it's going to evaporate pretty quick. Uh, every day is not a bad way to go, but that figure actually actually surprises me. Every other day is around 11.9% and once in a week is around about 10%. So there is a good, you know, the chances are you're going to fall into one of them categories unless, I mean, you will do because it covers everything. 
but you'll know from that roughly what what batch you are in of how keen of a, a lone care addict you might be. Now, even if you want, because there is many gardeners out there and you don't see them online, nothing wrong with it at all, where you're not really that fond about loans. You know, you're into more the gardening side, you're into <clears throat> getting your hands into the borders and, you know, doing the horticultural side. Fantastic. But you know how important it is for plants to get the water, okay, and how often they need to be done. The loans are no different. And quite often, a loan is 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 the framework of, of your garden. You know, it's 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 the mo the Mona Lisa around that frame. You know, and it's the point. It's a focus point when you walk in any garden and you see a big patch of grass. Right, you could have loads of beautiful flowers, and you know your borders be stunning. What I'm a huge fan of. Brilliant. That really makes the lawn pop, but. If your if your lawn's then half brown or half dead or full of holes or weeds aren't even the problem, I think weeds look, look make lawns look actually really natural. And in the right environment, having weeds in your lawns is is very much a good too. I would love to have a property the size of where I could have an ornamental lawn and one very natural, healthy lawn where I wouldn't use things like any selective herbicides, but I would just let them flourish within a healthy sward of grass and keep the weeds there. Um, so I do think it helps make it pop, but if you're, that lawn's dying off, then it's going to ruin the whole look of your garden. So whatever position you may be in with your clients or even your home lawn, you know, I think it's very much part of it to keep it watered and to keep it, to keep it going. You know, it's, it's very, you know, an experiment that I suppose I've done in the, in the background that I never meant to do was, we got a dog this year, as I've as I've mentioned, you know, several times before, maybe about three months ago now, or close to, and, you know, I was my my thoughts switched straight away, right? That's it. I'll work on the front lawn, keep that as an ornamental, put all my time and effort in that, and I'll just cut the back garden, you know, as and when, single passes only, no feeds, no water, no nothing, and I did that. <laughs> and the results of how quick a lawn deteriorates without any extra help and a bit of abuse, i.e. dogs, children, whatever it might be, you know, being heavy on the lawn, is rapid. Them lawns go down rapid. So you need to be able to transform this way uh, across to your clients. If they're on a, a home lawn that is a very active family lawn, it's a lot of work to to keep that looking good. Now you can use that in many many ways you can use that as your own personal knowledge you can pass it on to your clients look you, your lawn gets this much abuse yes sandra you know two doors down has a lovely lawn and she pays 25 pound a month uh, sorry 25 pound a visit and you know they're the same size lawns but the reason why yours is going to be 45 is because we're going to have to do this we're going to have to do that you're going to have to have aeration often, more often. You're going to have to make sure that it's watered a little bit more because of that compaction. You know, there's just different... You, you need to be able to see them things and use it to your benefit to try and either increase your business or just to purely, before you even think about that, improve the loans. Because, yes, the money is a driving factor on why you do it, but without the clients being happy and without them being, you know, excited to take you on and for your work and to pass it on to others... They need to know it works and they need to know more information about it. So the whole educational side of of passing that across is really, really important. But just watering is 
a massive factor of it. So it needs to be something that you don't just forget about either, right? You're not just there to cook grass to go or cook grass, put fertilizer down and go. Okay, you're there also to advise on how to make that lawn even even more uh, to a different level than just cutting the grass. Now, even what I found, there is clients that just want a grass cut and that's it. Perfect. If that's all you want and you don't actually care, you just want it lower down, that's, you know, you're paying me. That's that's no harm done. I'm happy with that. But I will still take them clients and when I do bump into them, spend a couple of minutes just saying, just as an advisory, I know you're not too fussed about any of the treatments or anything, but a bit of water will go a long way at the moment and it'll keep your lawn looking looking nice and green. So, you know, you don't have to put down any fertilizer all season, but if you keep it well watered, I guarantee it will still be in a better state than if you don't. And that might be quite obvious to say, but it just shows the importance of water to a plant. Um, yeah, and, and that's just, that, that's kind of rounding it up, to be honest. I think how that can take you from from there with with your treatments is, and this is another thing to look into, how we've talked about pushing treatments if you're in that sort of lawn care world, is the pricing of it. Now, I've had a client where I'd done a renovation last year. I could only fit them in on a certain date, but they really wanted it done. On that day, they were about to go away on holiday. So what they actually done is they paid me that that a small loan, bearing in mind. So I wasn't there long, so they're on this the minimum grade. They paid me about ten percent less than the grass cutting price just to go there and water the lawn twice a week. I think it was for the next four for three and a half weeks. It was, and you know, it just shows that. When you, when you push it across, there's a service to be made there, just watering lawns, putting water on grass. Um, with the renovation side, I always make sure that I ed- educate the clients enough to say, you've just paid me £480 to renovate your lawn, but now if you don't water it, it isn't going to work. You're going to have a, a very, very bad germination rate. It's not going to come through very well. And if left too long, to the point where you're back to cutting, because you need to because all the lawns coming through again, you're going to find that you're probably going to need to do some of this process again at a higher price, all just because it's not being watered. That and the treatments. Now, the part I want to talk about is I was speaking to someone last week, I think it was, the week before, and I'm not going to actually mention his name because this is his business and how he works his business, So, but you'll know who, who it is when, when I start speaking about this. And... What it was is we were speaking about it, watering the lawns after treatments, and he actually prices that into the quote. So where I might be, I don't know, £45 to put down a summer feed for a client, this guy might be £55, £60, £65, and he prices in the fact that he's not just going to put buy the products in, put down the treatment, and then go home, talk to the client, tell them what to do, then go home. He's going to actually sit down there for you know, twenty minutes afterwards, and water that whole you know lawn in, make sure that all of the the fertilizer isn't going to burn the lawns, and he knows that at least, even if it doesn't be water, if it's not going to get watered for the next five days because the client gets full up with time, goes away on holiday, or whatever it might be, he knows that that's been watered insufficiently. Now that is another price point. That's that's an upsell, because the the way that you can actually, and I don't do this now. I think I might actually start trying to do it because it's a bit extra money and you're on property anyway. It's a fantastic upsell. And the way that you'd sell it is 
we're going to come to your, uh, do your loan, put the treatment down, but it needs water for about 30 minutes. Um, is, is this going to be a problem? Now, they could either be going away on a, on a weekend, 30 minutes to them might be worth £300, £200. You know, there might be a lawyer, might be whatever they do for a living, okay, where they just don't want to do that. That 30 minutes is more of a nuisance than just paying someone 15, 20, 30 pound, whatever it is, to ensure that it's watered in. And you need to start thinking that way. So to even just offer out treatments going down Monday, the 25th of whatever it might be, would you like us to water the lawn afterwards for you? This is essential because it will need to be watered in correctly and efficiently enough, okay, sorry, with adequate amount of water so that the fertilizer can actually break down and activate instead of sitting there and burning your lawn. Because if you don't do it and it does burn the lawn, what the chances are is that you'll have, instead of a lush green lawn, it'll actually turn a lot of it brown where you've had fertilizer burn. This is then takes a bit of time to then rectify. Would you like us to take that on for you and ensure that it's watered incorrectly? You know, it's telling them the pros and cons and then being like, he has a solution or he has the risk. Do you want to risk it doing it yourself and spending the time doing it? Or do you want the solution of we'll take care of it all for an extra £15, you don't need to worry about it? And you'll probably find a lot of people might actually take that on. So on the client basis of watering, I think it's something that you can definitely push out there. And, you know, it takes up next to no space to carry your own sprinkler. I mean, I would hope that the client would already have a hose. But if they don't, you could definitely hold that in your van anyway. Um, I used to in the beginning on a couple of clients that I really wanted to try and press when I was first getting going. And I say impress, not them, them physically, but I wanted to make sure the work I was doing, I was then doing everything to make that work. So I would scarify and chuck down a feed, but the client didn't live at that house anymore. So part of my time there, I would take my own sprinkler and ensure that as I would then move on to the borders after I cut the lawn, I would have the sprinklers running. So there's different things like that that you can put into place that would definitely help out. I'm just trying to look into, into I've got some stats here. So the some subjects, sorry, the type of grass does matter. Obviously with us, a, a massive, a massive uh, blend that we would use is something like a perennial ryegrass and creeping red fescue. That's you see that most sort of in more, most mixes of uh, seed across the board wherever you kind of buy it. That is going to be the same across. Even with the, your bents, you're probably not going to have to change your watering fre frequency at all. It's only really if you moved over to them sort of bluegrass or something like that where it would be a little bit different. Uh, like I say, how long water... I'm just covering some round-off points here. How long water? We spoke about that. There's not any set period of time. You've got to remember that you and the bloke across the street might be on different water systems so that... If he waters 20 minutes and his garden's the exact same size of yours, you might have a, a lot lower uh, water pressure through different people using it in your street, whatever it might be. So like I say, when you turn it on, check it for the first time you ever do it, see how long it takes to fill that tuna can up a third or a quarter, however you're going to check your timings to, to the amount, and then go from there. So it really does depend. And good moon practices I've got in here. Uh... Yeah, the other one with this hot weather, because we're talking about, you know, basically preserving the lawn through this these hotter temperatures, leaving it that little bit higher. So I up mine by one setting. Anyone that uses any of the Allet, Suffer Punch, um, any of them sort of 
webmores, anything of, of that sort of style, I've went from around about 25mm up to around about 32mm. So I've also done that on clients that don't water the lawns just to try and help them out a little bit is leaving that a little bit higher this week just so that it can help preserve it. Also with the longer longer grass blade it's going to be a bigger solar panel and it's going to bring in more um, to help with photosynthesis but you, all that aside, too much heat, too much sun, too much light, any I've spoke about it before and there's a video on YouTube where, where I speak through all this but you've got air, water and light any too much of any one of them sort of tripods okay is gonna throw your loan out of balance you kind of need that equal link between the three to make it work so too much sun not enough water it's gonna it's gonna really discolor dry off go very very hair like and it's not going to be in a healthy way whatsoever it's going to burn off the lawn not completely it will come back in time but it's just not going to be good too much water, like I say, you're going to suffocate around them roots. It's going to hold too much water in, become over soggy, meaning that it'll get damaged a lot easier and also can cause further problems with the disease if it holds while temperatures drop. So, you know, you just got to watch where you're going with that. Um, and when to water, this is what I haven't really spoke on. Many people have got different times when they like to water. A lot of people like doing it at night just because that's when they're back from, back from work and, you know, it's quite often what clients will do. But I will always advise doing it in the morning. So if you can do it in the morning, first thing when you get up, switch the sprinklers on for 20 minutes, whatever your your uh, timeline is on it, and get it down, then you know what you'll find is that the cooler part of the day, what is you know running up between let's say six in the morning to sort of eleven o'clock, you know twelve one o'clock is normally the roundabout the hottest point of the day, sometimes a bit further on is the best time because it's going to give that time for the water to sink down through the soil into the roots and start getting absorbed okay so then when it comes to the hotter point of the day yes the grass blades and the, the very top you know five ten mil of the soil might be burned dry but you're going to have it deeper down and it's going to have already started absorbing some of that water if you choose to not water then you quickly come back at lunch and water it just round about the hottest point of the day I've heard many conflicting evidence on this. Personally, I don't do it, especially if I was only watering once a day. If I was watering multiply, multiple times a day, I don't mind doing that as a second water, okay, the second um, going of watering the lawn. I've had clients say, won't that burn the lawn? I've heard that magnifies the sun. Like, I get it. Like, I'm sure the science is there somewhere, but personally, and this is not me telling you to do it, but just but what I found, I found that, it hasn't made a single problem happen by me watering at the hottest point of the day. Like I say, I just I just wouldn't let that be my only time of water. The reason being is that the hottest point of the day, unless you were carrying on to water for ages and ages and ages, what could cause problems, it's going to get evaporated very quickly. Especially on a sunny, dry, windy day, it's just going to soak that up, uh, evaporate it. And then the other time you've obviously got in the evening, what I don't say is a problem, especially on these warmer nights but if you're having them them nights sort of very early spring and in sort of back end of autumn start of winter then you're going to find that the temperatures are going to drop a lot at night time and you can be more prone to things like diseases in the lawn so my my ideal time is first time when you wake up sort of anywhere between half half six and 
nine o'clock in the morning you know get a nice heavy water in during that period there and that should be you set for the day so even if you don't get back at lunchtime or in the afternoon or until late at night at least it is then sorted so that is about all the advice and sort of topic i can talk about there with the this episode of water 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 any questions or if you've got any sort of water and frequencies i would love to hear about it if you are gonna tag and tag me on share these sort of posts on instagram then please make sure that you actually tag me in that post because although you might take a screenshot and put it up there i can't see it and all i want to do is i want to reshare the love and say thank you to you so yeah if you do end up sharing these then please just make sure you tag my account jrock lone care and gardening and i will make sure that i give you a reshare and say thank you very much so that's it all for this one we are hoping to get a podcast interview back in it, it was actually meant to be this week but this our schedules didn't really match so i'm hoping to get that done in the next couple of weeks that is with someone that has he works commercially just to give you a little tip about it he works commercially for quite a, a large chain um, maintenance company a lot of commercial sites things like that and but he is also now as of this year running his own business so you know that will be a really good podcast to have for any use that are just starting this first year I'm sure there'll be a lot of relatable information there, but at the same time, he does a lot of commercial work, so we'll be able to see that side as well. We've also got Scott from SE Landscaping that I'm speaking to that we're trying to come up with a date for as well, so hopefully we'll get that done in the next sort of six weeks as well. As well as a couple of companies as well, we're going to have Ego on the podcast, hopefully Alec at some point. Uh, so yeah, we're going to keep it coming. So we've got a lot to look forward to before this year's up, before the season is gone, but yeah if you've got any sort of ideas any topics any any people you'd like to see on for example and i've forgot to say this until this point right now is i had someone get in touch last week asking me if we could get more hobbyists on the on the podcast and i said absolutely so if you are a lawn care hobbyist and you enjoy listening to these podcasts even just out of interest and you do a bit of lawn care at home and you run by any routines whatever it might be doesn't need to be anything special please reach out get in touch and i would love to feature you on the podcast as well it doesn't have to just be industry professionals same as if you're a company and you work for a turfing company or you produce seeds fertilizers uh, equipment machinery whatever it might be i would love to have you on the podcast and ask you some questions so anyway thank you for joining on this week's episode i'm glad that i've actually been able to get it out on this saturday for you rather than waiting until the start of next week All the best. Have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy the nice weather and we'll speak next week. Take care.